seem to us to be more practicable than which is crazy because that bulldog of a of a ministry of fishery guy yeah. he fucking gets on the boat like he actually bulldogs his way onto the boat yep. and he's like telling Bernard to open up the hatch yeah, that, yeah. which hatch 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 I don't what's a hatch is that a I'm nautical afraid it's a bit stuck oh I must stand up from the hatch first. <laughs> So he's like, you've got to get out of here. There's alcohol here. You get implicated. Yeah. Goes, I'm not leaving. I brought you a tomato sandwich. Which is really nice. And interesting. They talk potatoes and tomatoes. Potato. Tomato. In this movie. Interesting. Yeah. I you did my research. Potato. I say tomato. Oh, you know what, Carl? I was going to single out. There's one scene in this movie. And I think we, we missed it already. Oh. Where they're at the colonel's uh, house. And they're planning out a scheme of what to do. Right, he had the squeakiest fucking shoes. I was gonna call myself out and say, Whoa. "Play up the." I was gonna play the audio on it, but I just missed it. But you could hear him squeaking his shoes around in this movie. <laughs> All right, here comes the next guy. Yeah. Now, where's he from again? Like, he's not the. There's a okay. smart sergeant who I'm who's not gonna sure help. because they are hiding from him, but he seems like he's part of the marshes. Oh no, he's he's a maritime guy. Oh, oh, he's from Salvage. Who always has the coal? Oh no, here's the guy with the coal. The coal. I think that guy is from the Salvage. He wants to take the boat. Wait, he's got no teeth. He's the guy who was watching. Who was watching oh, the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard. Yeah. Right. Right. They, he does a double take. The bureaucrat goes, "You mean smuggling?" And they cut to him, and his teeth falls out. All right, they're almost there. Don't pull my leg. Okay, now this guy shows up with his chair. <laughs> I got here first. I just came back from my stool. <laughs> so it's three separate bureaucratic organizations. Yeah. And they're all sort of fighting for jurisdiction. Yeah. Now the ladder's gone. Oh, man. Oh, this is, all right, this is one of my favorite scenes. He brought food. So this guy brought food and coffee and a chair. And he's sitting in the tent. He's the only one. Well, yeah, I think he's going to – I forget the reason. Oh, this guy is snoring so loudly he can't stand it. So he gets up Makes away from the snoring sick. guy. The snoring guy opens his eyes. See, he hates him. That's the salvage guy. That's the Coast Guard guy. The Coast Guard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to turn away from this guy. He's like, they're turned away. I could drink the asshole's coffee. They brought enough for one. <laughs> right? Like, this prick brings his own food, and these guys are starving. Thank God he had enough chairs. <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? How did they get chairs? I mean, he only brought one chair. No, he brought, he brought a couple, multiple chairs. Oh. He's about to drink his coffee. <clears throat> what happened? Okay, I think the squeaking is the next scene. Here we go. Listen okay. to his squeaking. And she got this fucking liquor book cabinet. Wow, nice and hidden. Is it prohibition? Dude. 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 Yeah, that's the rub. Well, his shoes were squeaking. So, so they come now up. They have to drink all the booze on the. Yeah. Yep. Before the bureaucrats find it. That's the rub. Yeah, we have to get the town people drunk. 
Look at this tiny little glass. Or a lily yeah. white. Yeah, well, it's brandy. It's like really fancy shit. They just glug it down. <laughs> brandy galore. Oh, brandy galore. Good one. All of my colleagues were assaulted by this man, Bainbridge, in the execution of their duties. Do you wish to prefer a charter? No, though we should be well within our... Now, isn't that the cop who brings them warrants? Yeah, he... he... Pays a mind here, right? He's still eating his lunch. They leave. He picks up the phone and he calls the colonel. And so the colonel says, he pretends Here's to be on their side. He's just doing his job. And then once they leave, he calls up the colonel and says, what am I going to do? Colonel gives him the order. He follows through. Like okay. he's not showing it. He's not showing his hand, but he's definitely like, here we go. I mean, it sounds like he's going to follow up with these guys. And then he gets a call and he's just like, calls the colonel. The colonel says, fuck with these guys. He's like, all right. Look how old timey it is. Yeah, I know. And they have televisions back then. What the fuck? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, there's the ducks from the uh, title card. There's their little camp. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. And they all hate each other. Like it's just funny the personalities of these characters. Yeah, they don't. They didn't need to do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're they're camped out there too. They sleep in their boat all night. Look, he, he, there's they're mopping the swapping the deck. Well, they have their duties. It doesn't matter if it's not on water. It does matter. They're they're boat. <laughs> breakfast, Cedric. 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 Breakfast. Okay, white power. He did the okay sign. That means white power? Yeah. Carl, where you been? I guess not in the movement. <laughs> All right, now this guy, he's got his orders. He says, oh, Mr. Bridget, we have a little chat. Yeah, hey, I Very figured nice. everything out. Everything's okay. I got it. Because it seems like the, the cop's going to kick the boat out, right? Like the farmer wants the boat out. And... uh he talks to him, he's like, I got everything. Don't you worry. I have it set. Well, he says, like, I have paperwork that'll make these guys trespassers. Come on down and sign the papers. But and it sounds can... like the boat people. Like, I, I can make the boat people trespassers. But in fact, he makes all the bureaucrats trespassers on his land. Right. And that kind of screws the quartermaster, I remember now. Yeah. Well, it also, yeah, it screws the quartermaster, but it screws all the bureaucrats. You know, like. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, look at this town. Great car. Yeah. Hello, lover who I will never be lovers with. Come on, yeah. look at this whole movie is setting them up to be a couple. I was drinking three bottles a day, and I, my friend said, Richard, that's your third bottle. Maybe you should take a blood test. So you, I used the name X. It was anonymous. And they said, ooh. Right, he must... wants to keep it anonymous, so he goes into an interview and blabs about it. The results came back to, if this man, this anonymous man, lives like this, he will only live for two more weeks. All right, now here comes the cop. Cop fucking, and he's got a new pitchfork. Here's all our bureaucrats. We have a pitchfork on farmer. Yeah, get off me land. Well, he wants the, the ship off the duck pond. Oh, right, he's no, got his pitchfork. Yeah, but it's got four prongs now instead of two. 
It is a new pitchfork. Maybe they're disposable. Like once you chase after somebody with it, you got to throw it away. <laughs> they're disposable. Yeah. Let me Bring me my pitchfork. Here you are, dear. I use that one. Okay, so here's the ducks. They're drunk. Oh, uh, geese might be cooked, or at least our ducks are pickled. Look at the bubbles coming out of them. Like that's I what love happens when you drink. Don't you think as a British child you'd be laughing in the aisles when you said yes. that? Yes. They push on his stomach and the bubbles come out. That's hilarious. How cruelty. Look, it's in slow motion, so they look drunk. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to get some fries and cook the duck fat. dressed. Yeah, right. He's got a suit on. But for what? Well, he is on land. He's not a sailor today with his T-shirt. He's a... Here's the here's the alpha male again. Okay, now this is what I thought was the movie fart. Obviously, the boat they're getting yeah. rid of the smuggled goods by pouring it in the water. So he's taking a sample of the water because the ducks are drunk. He's going to bring it to the chemist straight away, right? And get it analyzed, and they're going to find alcohol in it. I thought that was the movie fart. Like no, at but the, the end, that's going to. It pays off. I think it pays off absolutely. At the end, when they get the results, is the funniest thing I've seen. Now she's helping. Now don't help us. Funny, but it's not a payoff. You okay, see he, oh, let's talk about it. So they're going to be stuck in court. Right? They're going to keep them in court all day while the town people drink the booze. And this is all on purpose. So they're going to talk dithery do. It's the old Southern judge who blathers on and on while Burt Reynolds drinks all the hooch. Uh, Jerry Reed. But he, uh, they get the results. They get a telegram and they open up the envelope and they pass it. The three bureaucrats look at it and then the audience finally gets to look at it and it's the result of that water test. Yes. And it says 94% H2O, 1% sodium, 1% dithery do, and the last percent is alcohol. Yeah. Brandy. Like it's so obvious that it was 100% alcohol. Okay, but you see, what happens to make a movie good in the end is expectation for the audience. So this movie sets us up. We've got to keep the bureaucrats occupied with the judge while we right. drink all the pooch, right? And yeah. that's exactly what the movie delivers us. That's exactly what happens. But when there's usually a movie fart, like the chemist report, and now he can hold up the chemist to the judge and say, this proves there's alcohol, and that leads to a final battle. They thought they were cool. Yeah, but the joke, the joke is they, they, they undercut it. They, it's corruption to the core, and they can't get away with it. The town is lying, flat out lying to them. They're just gaslighting them, and that's the joke. the hatch open he's about to do it and then here comes the cop he's like oh about time we were just about yeah about time indeed i'm about to serve you papers yeah you are yeah. trespassing what but it was really close alpha dog almost got it yep Green girl, the
nice scene in which she's like, are you really leaving? Yeah. This movie does not deliver a proper third act. Well, as soon as we have procured a slip a few stout horses, chain, tackle, 20 fathoms of good rope, all of which you're... Mr. Bainbridge has so obligingly agreed to provide. We are off. Furthermore, we shall be forsaking hard liquor until the frolic is afloat again. Edric. Yes, my dear? You're sure you really want to go away? That is our declared intention. Oh, uh, here goes uh, Portery Green. I think Portnery Green and the Abbeville Marsh are just two different areas, and that marsh is covered by the Liberty. I don't know. I guess they're all covered by the Liberty. Signs the Charter, and there's their actor playing King Henry. Now, if this was an Adam Sandler movie, King Henry would be played by Rob Schneider. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And Arthur Fonzarelli would have been the captain. Yeah, and I would have seen it. Well, yeah, so they're celebrating. King Henry is there. Henry, I mean, Henry III. 12, 12, 1200s, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, wait, they said like 500 years ago or something. When yeah. They said... Maybe it's like 500 years ago. There's these the guys. judge who we really haven't met yet. Yeah, it's weird how they introduce these characters. We, we hear about Mr. Bainbridge and then suddenly we're involved in Mr. Bainbridge. Here we see the judge here in the parade and then he's going to be the, the... He's like, I like movies that have a third act new character i know it's not good i just kind of enjoy that hollywood rules but it's so you know it's it's ballsy it's always ballsy to introduce a a new character at the end of the movie yeah see the thing is when you introduce your new characters it's usually in the second act and they're all characters to help the hero or be against the hero when you introduce a character in the third act the audience feels a little cheated like it was tacked on, you know? That's just a... I always feel like that character needs to be, like, becomes the main character. Like, he, his absence was the point, you know, like, compliments the movie. Like, you know, it's a funny scene, this scene. They're basically going to just, what's it, filibuster. Yeah, they're going to delay the judges while they drink the booze and get rid of the evidence. And what's funny about this is that oh here here's the results coming in I guess uh, no the funny about it, these guys are like no not for a while we won't get the chemist report for a while the bureaucrats faces on this it's like they completely get what's going on they're bureaucrats they understand what bureaucratic hell they're stuck in yeah and it's just like this resign like they just yeah. can't get out of it you know they all know it's hooey these guys maybe not so much. Yeah, reading the charges. Yeah, and there's honor. Was she there as a reporter? Did she report it? Yes, but she's sneaking out now because she's probably going to tell them they're occupied. It's time to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came out and gave the signal. Honor. Yeah. So Richard Burton, like he was in one of the worst, like. The Golden Turkey Awards uh, yeah. called him the worst actor. Really? This is like 1980, 1979. They listed uh, Exorcist 2, the, the heretic, 
as like the second worst movie following Plan 9 from Outer Space. He's in that famously. I went onto Amazon Prime. I typed in Richard Burton, and they have a movie called Obsession, a take on Lolita. It's about a schoolgirl falling in love with a six-year-old man, and it stars Richard Burton. Okay. Wow. From 1980. I was like, uh... But he's in plenty of bad movies. Oh, they're singing their little song. Yeah, let's hear it. Hey, you want to get fucked up? Henry III's like, you know I do. You know I do, because I'm not really Henry at all. I'm the Burger King uh, mascot. Yeah, that's right. Well, Richard Burton and like uh, Elizabeth Taylor, them that documentary had some prime footage from '65, but they were just like a freak show. Remember Boom? We saw Boom. Yeah, right. Really good. But who is the director? Who's like, if he did, if you don't like it, I I don't even respect you. Who's that guy? He was oh. the director who did uh, the woman who was always in drag. Uh, not well, John, Water- guy, John Waters. Yeah, John Waters. You think of Divine. Polyester. And... Yeah. Oh, look, hey, we can dance. We can dance. There's a maypole. There, Everybody's there in the house. Yeah, uh, you're right. Maypole. Maypole. But in the video for, for Safety Dance, they have maypoles. Yeah. Yeah. We All right. Now we well, got to write down for this episode to do the Safety Dance one. Sure. Well, we song. just heard it. What do you mean you have to do? We just it started in the, the show. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, safety dance. Like, you can see these bureaucrats are resigned. They know they got fucked over. Yeah, and it's like part of their bread and butter living, so they're al- they're al- uh, resigned to it. Yeah. So it's been an hour-long deliberation. Now, the thing is, the judge isn't really in on it. He doesn't oh. know he's supposed to be keeping them busy. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think he would know. Yeah, I thought he was intentionally doing it. Right. You just assume it. Yeah. Uh, Now the chemist report should come. Achoo! Whoa, I'm cured. Yeah, he's just battling on. You know, I guess what's up? Uh, Doc, the the Ryan O'Neill Barbara Streisand movie in San Francisco it ends, the third act has a judge where they, they, and he's crazy judge he's, uh, it's kind of a famous scene Mm -hmm. and then I guess Dan Aykroyd, Nothing But Trouble, he plays the southern judge who uh, right, he was a grotesque looking, no, southern jersey drinking the contraband now these drugs are fantastic, look at them, they just can't wait and then they're, they're they're all piling up. They won't let this guy on. Yeah. Oh no, that was the captain who pulled them down. But these drunks, they got to get them out of here. You had enough, buddy. I'm yeah. doing it for the liberty. Not for all myself. right for the liberty. Look at this guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Came out of the Thin Man. Uh, well, they must contend. What's so? What is he eating? A like an Altoid? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too. It was almost like he had snuff or Maybe tobacco snuff. chew. Here's a chemist uh, report. 
delivery is great. There's something okay. important that comes in. He gets it. He gives it to this person. We wait as the audience for him to open it. He's so resigned. It's just funny to him, right? That's the personality quirk of this guy. They're blathering on. It's to the second one. We want to know what's in this letter. It's just so well done. He looked at it. There we go. Look at that. 1% alcohol. 1% alcohol. 96% water. W2O. Now look at the smile. give a shout out to henry the third for getting lifted off a boat onto a horse that's a great stunt well i guess you were i don't like about the movie is that they'll now do that to our heroine they already did that gag i know and it doesn't look like she's in she looks like she's in pain when they do it yeah you know yeah i guess i guess you're right carl all right so they say it's 90s it's full of alcohol they're like wait we gotta go to the resort and they go and then they have the whole wild goose chase or pickled duck chase with that one bottle left where they throw it right. to everybody and that would be it. They still get to it. I don't know. I think as a farce, they have to say, this is the way the world works. If it's a coincidence, then it must be a miracle yeah. and that this is how the things work and, and uh, they're resigned to it. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know. I thought it was clever, uh, but, but you're right. It, okay. God damn it. Yeah. It's clever. I, I didn't say it wasn't. It is. Now, listen, at the end, they, the judge lets him go. He says, we're reducing the charges to a something obstruction, right? And they don't have to serve any time. They don't have to pay a fine. I kind of didn't get that. I also, why can't she drink? I know. Is- why does he not like it? Because, oh, there she goes. All right. Upskirts, guys. Get your cameras. Arrgh. To the top of the sail. These guys are chugging away. They had an extra bottle. They could have just given it the honor. Drug oh, king. They were gone for two hours, three hours, and now it's just total chaos to town. We have won the bottle, and we're missing one person that I kicked off the boat. What are we supposed to do with this bottle? If, Brit- if she was there. Oh, this is so cute. See, now they're so out on a date. Holly, so funny. He shoots a gun, and then he says, yeah, the gun's no good. He goes, yeah, I thought you would say that. Here's a, Take another gun. But she's great with her little uh, vanity mirror. Yes. Yeah. It does look like it hurts her as an actress. Yeah, and it's just a shitty thing for him to do. She was trying to drink the last bottle, basically. He won't let her, and now they're stuck with the one last bottle. Right. Now, this is kind of a movie fart. This is kind of what I was talking about. Yeah. But, this is all in one take when they're throwing that bottle around. Look how they're kissing. Did you see them kiss? 
I, guess. I never saw that before. Does that mean they're a couple? Maybe. I didn't realize they were kissing. Look, she's so great. He went a little scruffy bear. Cute. Now it's Polly's turn. So they're chasing the bottle. Right. Which has gone in. Oh, here, the Andrea Amash. That's where they're from. So the boat must have gone next door to Pony Green. Little hams. All right, hamming up for the last bit of the movie. Of the yeah, singers, la, 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 la. Guy. Which one? Oh, there he is. Yeah, there he, he is. At, he was at the fortune teller. <laughs> uh, now he doesn't do he doesn't realize this but he saves the day now check out polly it's the ass scratcher she's so great she scratches her ass and then when it's her turn to shoot she shoots it off the vanity mirror and she shoots the one last bottle oh thank god he didn't realize it would happen like the bureaucrats are laughing at this <laughs> Well, they're not. They're defeated. And he's well, like, these people don't deserve to be governed. I know. I love it. The marsh will rise again. Woo, free Whopper Day. Thank you, King. <laughs> new chicken fries. Yo, new chicken. Dainty teas. So now they're back to teas. There's the boat. Landlocked. So her hand is around his back. They are now a couple, I guess. And they're holding oh, court. The has become, somehow I missed this. The boat has become the cafe. Right. And the boat's been a lot, a lot larger too. They have a dance floor. There's uh, I don't know if he's a famous player, but there's Liberace. No, no, it's not Liberace. It's yeah, the captain. Liberace. It is the captain. And no alcohol is served. <laughs> and then the last line says, the end. Yay. Oh, what's it kind of? Yeah, the boat looks a lot bigger. So him and Polly, they they stay on land. Her dream comes true. Captain Cyril Biddle. Carl, what do you think of this movie? I enjoyed the movie. I think it could have ended better, as you know. I've right. argued for the we whole. We argued movie. for the whole movie. But but um, it was good. It was good. I think that um, they had a great actor in Richard Burton, and I don't think they knew it at this early time in his career. Um, I think he could have really done something with this film if he had. I mean, he wasn't on the boat. He doesn't have the romance. But um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really like this movie, I have to say. like, And again, I have to say, I, I don't know. I, th I thought, like, as a farce, it was really good. But it was just kind of fast, and all the characters were funny. Like, they uh, they really put some effort into it. And I never even seen that Richard uh, Livery guy, so kudos. <laughs> Good job, dude. Well, uh, next week, Carl, we are going to watch uh, The Great Gabbo. I bet you there's no trailer. Let's see, maybe. Uh, this is from 1929, so there probably is no trailer. I'm typing it in with my PlayStation 4. Uh, the Grat Gabbo. It's funny. This was a, a Simpsons episode where The Great Gabbo shows up and becomes more popular than Crusty the Clown. It is based on this movie, so I've heard about this uh, character from The Simpsons. There isn't a trailer, but they have the lollipop song. Well, you know, we should close on a different song, Carl. 
Oh, right. You're going to sing it. We'll skip the trailer this week. Okay, so let me go. So this is like 12 Days of Christmas. But instead of five golden rings, they do uh, three. Three is the number that they do. So let me find it. Pretty sure I wrote it. Are you going to karaoke it? Let me see if I have. Uh, yeah, I could. It searched for a thousand ships. No, this is, uh, all right. I sing you one, oh, green grow the rushes. Oh, what is your one, oh, uh, one is one and all alone and evermore shall be so. So we keep going and then, uh, what is two, oh, so here we go. I'm going to sing the final lyric. I'll sing you 12, oh, green grow the rushes, oh, what? is your 12 oh 12 for the 12 apostles 11 for the 11 who went to heaven and 10 oh. for the 10 commandments nine for the nine bright shiners eight for the april rainers seven for the seven stars in the sky six for the proud walkers five for the symbols at your door four for the gospel makers three three the rivals what? two two lily white boys all clothes in green oh one and one and all alone and evermore shall be so. Merry Christmas, Carl. Merry Christmas. Interesting how they're lily white boys. R.E.M. Screen Boy Rushes. Yeah. This is the five symbols on this? your door. Oh. I know this song. It's not the folk song, right? It's different. No, it's not. Oh, they're being postmodern. Damn you, Stipe. Rapid eye movement. Stipen. That's so much Michael, money he gets. Yeah, he doesn't get residuals from the songs. He gets a stipend. <laughs> good one. Well, if you enjoyed that good one, hold your breath. In seven days, we will be back uh, in your inbox in your YouTube notifications, in your podcast queue. And of course, here on Mutiny Radio, we'll be back streaming first, 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Uh, Carl, people can check out Carl at carlsucks.com. Is carls.sucks work? And you can check me out at Spiegelmania, I guess, uh, here on the Twitter. Uh, Carl, this was a lot of fun. Thank you yes. so much. I never knew how the sausage was made until the switcheroo. Now I see all the effort you put in and uh, wouldn't wish that on you. Hey, I should mention. Before, I think your your best one was the Elvis film. Yeah. And you did a pretty good job with, um, hey, Vern, uh, Ernest Steals Christmas or whatever it was. Oh, and then Abbott Costello. Yeah, you did a good job with that one yeah, too. I did the right. You do a good job with uh, Kill Killdozer. Yes, I'll never hear but that. Other than that. that, you're doing great switcheroos. Mention Killdozer, and I'll mention the funny joke at the end of Greengrass, the rushes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well, so we're come back. Check us out. We'll be watching the 1929 movie, The Great Gabbo, yeah. uh, about a ventriloquist who goes crazy. Uh, so hold your breath. Check it out, and we'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Take care. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T-L-W-A
length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! No, it's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L W A F L M N O Y T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny. No, it's it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny. Oh, my turnoffs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L W A F L M Y O T. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. I think you skipped an initial. What is the name of our show? L, that's let's, or let us. And let us is very important because uh, it, it adds to your sandwich. It is not important. It's not so, it adds Christmas. Anyway, so it adds Christmas and Christmas to your sandwich. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I want to be the first this year to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, at the bottom of my lunchbox. <laughs> anyway, weren't we starting a podcast about a movie thing or something? Hi, Carl. We are right now streaming first on muniradio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Big shout out to Muni Radio, which you can contribute to them by donating money. Go to muniradio.fm, check out their lineup, check out how their live streaming radio works. Radio? And then Get yourself, uh, to donate, hit the donate button or go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. They have a great lineup, great lineup today. Can make Sunday a day while listening to Mutiny Radio. Or you can subscribe to our podcast by the correct acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let us watch a uh, flum uh, on YouTube. And also we're on, uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. This is all video as well. So you can just subscribe to the YouTube 
podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie we found on YouTube, stuff that I read about and I can't find. And uh, Carl's actually the mastermind behind the show. You heard his theme song up front. He has a celebrity comedian uh, interview coming up. And he also found the movie, uh, researched this movie, watched it several times. And he, I've never seen it. He's going to go ahead and we're going to all watch this movie together. Carl, what is the movie this week? Uh, today, we will watch White Coats 2004. That is what you put in the YouTube search engine, White Coats 2004. Now, Mike, unfortunately, the channel we like, Film Rise, there uh -huh. will be an ad. There will be one single ad, and it's not at the beginning. It's real inconvenient for our audience. So when the ad comes, let's not hit the skip button. Let's... Or am I okay, wrong you know, about that? People might get different ads. So, so this is the thing. So one thing right now, and I just did it myself for Film Rise, is there's going to be an ad up front. We're going to have a celebrity comedian come on next that Carlos is going to interview. Wait, really Mike, interesting I'm so sorry comedian. to interrupt you. Lots of times the ad comes up very first thing. But in this, it, every time I watched it, it came up a little bit into it. So it's okay. kind of sucky for the audience. So what we're going to do is when the ad plays, we're all going to do a countdown to hit the skip button together. Okay, so fair enough. We're giving you a double ad warning. Carl just mentioned during the duration of this film, Film Rise is going to pop up an ad. We are going to, uh, when we get it, we're just going to skip ad together and hopefully we'll all sync up. This is the best we can do. Uh, sometimes they put ads in the middle. I want to mention also that there's an ad up front, two of them. So okay. during the interview, uh, go ahead, listen, but you know, on your YouTube, play the two ads and then hit pause and then move it to zero zero. So we want you to find White Coats 2004. This is on the Film Rise movie ch uh, channel, channel yeah. which by the way, they have their own app. You can stream it as well, Film Rise oh. Movies. Yeah, and Film. Play the double ads and then finally hit pause, move it to zero zero. While we all do that, I'm really interested. I haven't heard it yet. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Anthony Crescenza. Welcome, hey. Anthony. How's everything going, Carl? Everything's going great, and I'm very glad that you're on. And really, it's extremely overdue. You're one of my first friends in comedy. I think we got to know each other like 2017, right? Yeah. I, I met you before you even started at the club. Yeah, I, I went to the open mics, and you were hosting them rather than Gene at the time. And I got to know you. You booked me on some stuff um that went away we'll talk about that but what i want i don't think do... that had anything to do with you just the stuff went away the stuff well, well, was of. islands of spirits right up here by my house and there was well i don't know we could talk about it but oh there was yeah, yeah. islands of spirits we stopped doing we stopped doing shows over there i don't they might want to start doing it again at some point in the near future i'll let you know if that happens mm -hmm. That sounds great. No, but there you booked me at a lot of places. I just brought up one of them. Okay. Okay, now, I want to get down and dirty. I want to do some rumor and shit talking right now. You listen to this podcast. Now, tell the honest truth. Come on, let it out. Why did you give up on Scotty's? Come on, let's hear the dirt. Oh, okay. No problem at all. Your audio went bleep for a second, so I just looked very confused because of that. That's fine. 
Um, yeah, I have no problems talking about this. I've talked about it before. All right, so the real reason I left Scotty's was I felt undervalued. That's really all it was, as far as I understood, at least. That was the okay. thing. Um, I had an opportunity to make my own club. I'd, I'd been there for, what, like eight years? Right. And I had already managed uh, broad. I, I was... I had already managed Broadway Comedy Club a little bit, uh, New York Comedy Club, uh, with the old owners, not Empire. And uh, and then we opened up the pulpit in the Bronx. I came back to Scotty's, and they just uh, they were undervaluing me as far as I was concerned. And so when this opportunity showed up, I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I want to run my own club? Like, be the owner of the club? And I'm like, yeah, done. And then I, I informed Gene before mm-hmm. it happened. I wasn't gonna be secretive or a jerk i knew he'd find out ironically second week i had that place open he booked me for a spot oh i I wound up working uh over at scotty's when i owned devil's den it wasn't like i was just like absolutely not i will never i'm just like you know i i felt Mm -hmm. that i was uh i was shortchanging myself you you turned him down that for that booking you're saying you didn't come back to Scotty's. Yes, I did. Oh, you did. Okay, you I did. did. I had uh, I had one I had one MC spot out of a weekend, and I just went, yeah, this is definitely. You know what? I'm going to do this, but this isn't working for me. Okay, yeah, and but, but under as far as I mean, they're still they're still running, and uh, my place in Newark currently isn't. So, <laughs> I mean, we're looking for a new spot, but you know, it still worked out in my favor. Yeah, well, that's the ups and downs of being a producer, and I was going to get to that with you. But the thing is, back in the day, pre-pandemic, we had you, Hollywood, Demetrio, myself, and wasn't there a fifth? Or was it just Uh, the four? So it was, um, all right, when I came in originally, it was uh, Jason, Doug, and Rob. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then and then when uh, I only came in because Doug wanted to go. And then it wound up being uh, Kevin Kevin Hall came in. And then Hollywood came in. And then I think Kevin left and you came in his place. No, it was replaced Rob Apple. Oh, okay. Because there was a scandal with Rob. Like he's playing a club down the street or something and Gene was yeah. kicking him out and, and and Hollywood recommended me and Hollywood doesn't even remember that he recommended me and that was oh, my Oh yeah, opinion. I don't think he recommended you because he asked me about it. Uh-huh. He's like, how do you feel about Carl? I was like, he's in his first year. This is the perfect thing. And he's like, he goes, really? Because he's in his first year? That's what you're saying? I go, honestly, no one should manage the club for more than a year. I'm like, I've been here too long. And he's like, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. you should stay. And I was like, no, no, no. And it's no offense to them. I just, I, this is my personal opinion on uh, management, and everybody tells me I'm wrong, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like your your first year do a guest spot. Your second year either manage your MC, and then your third do the opposite, and then your fourth year you should be moved up to that feature. And then mm-hmm. if you're not ready to headline that club like five years it's not gonna add the business it's just that ain't, that ain't the club for you you should you right. have at least yeah. within five years you should be at least one uh one time a year doing 
minimum 45 minutes. Now, I wanted to move on to you becoming a comedy producer. Uh, yeah. That is really a forte of yours, you know, and and uh, you get the opportunities. You have no problem knocking on doors, making phone calls, going to places and making a deal and producing comedy shows. So, like, not how did you fall into that? Because I think you're just a can-do, get-it-done guy. But why did you decide to be a comedy producer? Uh, okay, so... Two things. A lot of people think that I'm producing a lot more than I am. I work for a lot of people. Uh, actually, by far, at this point, most of my gigs are not under Devil's Den Comedy Club, and they're not under Anthony Crescenzo. They're just I'm picking up gigs. Uh -huh. um, I'm, I'm putting in. That's really what it is. I'm always putting in for something. Uh, but what got me into doing production was uh, I th All right, a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to get myself into places that I couldn't necessarily get uh, right. just by asking. So, I'd, you know, I would find a place that nobody else was doing. Like, like a, a place that was just doing uh, karaoke or bing, uh, bingo or trivia or whatever it was. Right. Uh, sometimes I'll do churches. It doesn't really matter to me because my whole idea is I want to get in. And if I could get my friends in with me, then I get to have a good time on the way there, on the way back, you know, while I'm working, it's a fun, it's a fun opportunity. And mm -hmm. making a few bucks always helps. Uh, but that's, <laughs> and also you you want to, you want to be, uh, you want to be the face of your own product. So a lot of it was just like my face on the posters, but not all the posters. A lot of them, it would just say comedy. It wouldn't say, or it would say Devil's End Comedy Club. It, or pulpit. It wouldn't say Anthony Crescenzo. It wouldn't have my face. Well, there was a time. Even when the Spirits didn't have my face. It had right. my name. That wasn't even the one that put together the poster. Yeah. Sometimes you are the brand, but that is not consistent. And I think you're more interested in the show, um, you know, getting people to come out to the show, you know. Okay, so yeah. tell me, Anthony Crescenza, how can people find you out there on social media, on a website, or the production company Devil's Den? How do people see what you're up to out there on the internet? Okay, the easiest way is online. Devil's Den. Sorry, one more time. I will edit this. Go ahead and tell me how can people find you out there on the internet? Okay. Uh, the easiest ways are for Devil's Den Comedy Club, go to devilsdencomedyclub.com or go to the Facebook for Devil's Den or the Instagram for Devil's Den. Um, those are the best ways to find out about Devil's Den Productions. Now, when it comes to Anthony Crescenzo, it's anthonycrescenzo.com, but you'd also be able to find out through uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, and then the Eventbrites are always going. And if you go to Anthony, uh, Anthony Crescenzo, comedian or ap crescenzo i think is what it is we uh, just released the uh the special uh <laughs> ping pong just came out on youtube today uh ping pong. yeah that was at the devil's end comedy club in newark it's actually it's it's already streaming and it's doing pretty well i went to go look at the analytics about an hour ago okay now ping pong is on your youtube channel and what pinball. is the pinball not ping pong, pin. No, and I actually say ping pong by accident during the special. Oh, all right. Okay, so it's pinball. And pinball. what is your YouTube channel? What is your YouTube channel? 
Uh, I believe it's AP Crescenzo. I'll make a hundred percent sure. Is that your middle initial P? Yeah. Crescenzo. Uh, okay. I'll tell you right now exactly what it is. Good. Because people got to know. I know. I'm also going to send you a link to the special. And the trailer for it. You just ping pong that right over to me. Yeah. Uh, let me see exactly what it is. This way I'm not screwing it up. It is. It's AP Crescenzo. AP Crescenzo. Okay, that's the YouTube. Okay, great. Now, Anthony Crescenzo. Everybody at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. And that's what you're here for, Anthony Crescenzo. So why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. This is Anthony Crescenzo. Put your watching movie hat on right now. We're watching this movie in three, two, one. Press. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. It's 2006. I said this movie was 2004. Right, 2004. TVA films. Oh, it's it says 2006. It's probably because the DVD was released in the United States. Okay. This and is a I foreign guess film? This is a Canadian film. Now, you know we see lots of movies in which they filmed in Canada because it was cheaper. Not this film. This film is Canadian, <laughs> funded by the Canadian government. Every actor in here is going to be Canadian. Well, that's good. I mean, there's a lot of very funny comedians. So Jim Carrey's going to be on this? Can't wait. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> Jim Carrey's not going to be on it, but... Um, a, a guy who we watch in many films that people accuse of being um, like Jim Carrey is going to be on it. It's David Dave Frewer, who who we know as Max Headroom. Lots Matt of people, Frewer. yeah. Well, Matt Matt Frewer. Yeah. Lots of people say that he's very much like Jim Carrey. I don't know. I think they're right, but. Well, he didn't copy Jim Carrey. He was just always like that as a comedic actor. One of the reasons why this movie pulled me is two reasons. Right now, Dave Thomas is on screen. He right. uh, is, of course, one of the McKenzie brothers, SCTV, Grace Under Fire. And he directed this movie, one of his yeah. rare movie directs. Yep. And also, Matt Fewer, who you love because we've seen him in like Speed Zone. Yes. Uh, and another film. National Lampoons. Senior Trip. Senior trip, and another woman in here is in Senior Trip, right? And, oh, and it wasn't he the farmer? There was um, another National Lampoon movie, like Going the Distance, I think it was called. That's right. That and was he Canadian was the too. Farmer in it, yeah, yeah. All right, so with Dan Aykroyd, Canadian. That's one of them, right? Yes, absolutely. No, everyone you're seeing right now on this screen, they're all Canadian. She is Get Canadian. He is Canadian. Weird. So I'm glad I have mm -hmm. subtitles up so I can understand this. He's a Canuck and she's a Kachik. Dave Foley, Canadian. <laughs> yes. Is Dave Foley good in this movie or is he embarrassing? We saw him in Postal. That's the only reason why I'm asking. He's good in this film. He's good in this film. Okay, turn it up for a minute because it you get a funny joke. Because she... Because he gets the diagnosis. 
and walks here it is very good miss towers moving on so isn't anybody gonna pressure test my whatever all right burn victim second degree that was the joke i needed carl i hate someone said something insulting to the guy i'm kidding it was a burn victim he didn't have a response uh, I'm not following you, Mike, but I want you to know this movie is very bad and it's very unfunny. And every now and again, I'll tell you to turn up the sound because a funny thing's coming. It's going to give the audience the impression this is a good movie. It is not. There's so I many mean, unfunny bits. I think Ian Thomas, who did the music, is Dave Thomas's brother because I know that his brother was involved. I don't remember if it was Ian, but he was a musician, is a musician. Way to get work, right? Well, no, you just, you know, you got to rely on somebody. Listen, I got to get the music down while I direct this film. I'll get my brother in. Done. Well, I appreciate that. Many of the theme songs that you hear on this show, my son helped me uh, record and played instruments and sang on. So, right. yeah, I get it. It's less nepotism and more you're in the room. <laughs> I need this dud. So, we just met our love interest, okay? And... You see, this film is poor, and one of the reasons it's poor is it has so many different tones. Like, when you first start watching it, you think it ought to be a National Lampoon with all of its, like, uh, Which, outrageous... How many medical uh, uh, work comedies have we seen, especially under the National Lampoon band? I mean, the first one, I think, is RoboDoc. Was that a National Lampoon? Because that's yes. a good example. And that was Canadian, that had Alan, Alan Thicke in it. Uh-huh, yeah, it did, right. That was the movie we watched that had Michael Winslow, and he did not do one sound effect. Oh, there's my Barbie. Boing! Now, when I first started watching this thing without any research, I saw Dave Thomas at the beginning, and I thought of that movie, RoboCop. I was like, oh, here's his cameo, and then he's walking away. Dan Aykroyd's in this film? Let's see how low these guys' careers have sunk. But no, not at all. Dave Thomas made this movie. He's proud of this movie. He toured Canada promoting this movie. Wow. Unfortunately, it was a box office failure. It seems like a good product. I mean, it no. has comedy. No. No? <laughs> no, Mike. It is not I know good. This. I know this for a fact, Carl. I love Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, not only uh, he wrote a book, like a big coffee table book, and I had to leave it when I moved to San Francisco. I left it on the sidewalk. SCTV, and it just broke down. It was an oral. Hit. He just talked about the background and the history of the show and, and mm -hmm. how they all met and beforehand. Like they were making fun of NBC executives. You know how they would parody and, and dress up and satirize yeah. current. One guy, Dave Thomas, did who was this red haired lumberjack, was a parody of the NBC executive that was meddling in their show. During oh. <laughs> so, I mean, it was funny stuff. So I really like this guy. And uh, sometimes when they direct, like Eugene Levy directed a film with Belzer and it was really bad and you don't hear about it much. But it's so when they hear they directed a movie, I want to see it. He co-directed with Rick Moranis, Strange Brew, the greatest film yes. ever. Yeah. It is a great film. No, Dave Thomas is a very talented individual. He is hilarious. He makes you laugh. This movie is a misfire. And the only Where's guy the who Barbie doesn't know doll? is Dave Can Thomas. Can I get my Barbie doll back at least? <laughs> That's a good example. Like, 
you see the Barbie doll up his ass and like, oh, I know this comedy. But then it's going to go on to do serious medical drama. It's going to go on to do love interest story. It's going to do disgusting, like, poop things and human organ things, really gross things. The tone of this film is all over the place. Which is crazy because it's really drab and pedestrian. It's just corridors. I mean, granted, it's a medical hospital where they make fun of, well, you know, not fun, but they're, they're all props, these guys. Well, we're not listening to any of it. I mean, you're seeing the visual of corridors, but I mean, there's lots of jokes going on. But it's, yeah, but it's not, there's no pop to it. I mean, I, I watched a couple minutes of this, I grant you. Oh, here we go. Those greenbacks gone. Friendship, and I, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel it has to end over this. That's your decision, but anyway. Dan Eckert's always the same guy. He's always that guy. But he stopped. You know, he only shows up in cameos. Like the fact that he has a credit in this means that he has an extended role is great. Yes, we saw is. him in '99. Look at those plugs. Got something to plug his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to plug? No, I already plugged it. Yep, plugged away. No, but I'm saying Dan Aykroyd always has the same canter, same tone. He, he, sure, he's doing a different character, but he's reading it in the exact same way every single time. I mean, he sounds like... Do you like find that funny? Do you, do you find him... Do you, yeah. So, Dr. Detroit, you thought that was funny? No. No. Uh, <clears throat> nothing but trouble? No. Uh, spies like us? No. Uh... Saturday Night Live, Ghostbusters. I mean, trading he places. Was, he was very funny in that. Neighbors, he he had a. They switched the roles. He was the evil one, and Belushi was the milk toast. <laughs> I loved him in Neighbors. Yeah, I saw that in the theater, man. Okay, turn I'm up the part. sound. Oh, you're joke! Hear, right, this. You're, you're going to hear the speaker go. Mike Hunt to OBGYN. Mike Hunt. I can't hear it over the music. Yeah, I know. So the thing is, when I heard that Mike Hunt to OGBYN, I started thinking, maybe every time I hear that lady, it's something funny. But it's inaudible. You can hardly oh. hear it. Is that Radar from MASH? So what just happened is she gave him a BJ. Okay, that's what just happened, and that sets us up for our next bit. Uh-oh. Did she swallow? No offense. She certainly did. Oh, I can't believe I missed it. 